Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time to get into a little Saints talk here on Sports Talk. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long welcoming in Matthew Paris, Saints beat reporter for the Times Picayune and Advocate. How you doing right now, Matt? Hey, I'm uh, hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Appreciate having you. I uh, know you are, you know, first year on the beat here in New Orleans. Uh, what do you think of year one covering the Saints? <laughs> you know, it was funny. I covered uh, Washington uh, before this, and you know, if we're going to go on the dysfunctional scale, <laughs> it wasn't quite that. But it was a, it was a bit more chaotic than maybe I thought it was going to be. I, I, I mean, I thought it was fun, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting for sure. Uh, obviously, the big news yesterday with Mickey Loomis having his end of season press conference uh, between the smacking of the gum and then comparing Dennis Allen to some future Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, just wondering what really stood out for you in that press conference. Well, it was that. I, I mean, in <laughs> terms of, especially the Dennis Allen part, the gum. You know, he said that he had a cough. I, I got that. It wasn't as distracting in person as it was on the microphone listening to it back. But right. Um, you know, the, the comparing it, it's just, it's very selective too, because I mean, I brought up this point later in the press conference is, you know, this isn't Dennis Allen's first radio, this or rodeo. This is his uh, second coaching job. He had three years in Oakland. It wasn't very successful there. And, you know, I, I just thought it was interesting kind of how he dismissed that aside, but the, the most animated we saw him over the course of that hour was when it came to Allen and he's going to stick by him. Yeah, and you look at, obviously, the search now for an offensive coordinator for this squad. Uh, We've seen a couple names already in the mix. Uh, Mickey talked about it not being uh, something that they're going to rush into. There's no deadline or set date that they want to get this done. They just want to get it, you know, the right guy in the mix. Uh, From the candidates that, you know, that are been inter- you know coming in for an interview and maybe some of the names that are still out there is there anybody that really stands out to you that's someone that could be a huge boost for this squad yeah i'm not sure in terms of the, the names just yet in terms of that uh, i think the early interviews that have been requested at least publicly all have a clear theme of it seems like they're really eyeing someone from this kyle shanahan sean mcveigh tree that's become so popular around the NFL and, and, you know, there's been a lot of talk of whether the Saints need to modernize their offense. Well, those, those candidates of the, uh, from that tree is as modern as gets right now. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they go. I wouldn't necessarily blame them if they went with someone more familiar, even if they wanted to take, uh, you know, a roll of the dice on John Gruden, if that's a possibility. But right now it looks like they're at least interested in the Shanahan McVay tree, but, We'll see how this process process develops. 
Matthew, kind of looking at the offseason question marks, I think the biggest one for me, like just looking at it, the offensive line. I mean, you have two guys that are going to be free agents this upcoming offseason with Andrews Pete and James Hurst. We're not sure about Ryan Ramchek. I mean, Mickey gave his kind of vote of confidence about Ramchek and how he expects him to fully recover and be good to go and everything like that. And that's good to hear, but still kind of up in the air. And then Trevor Penning, a former first-round pick from 2021, just hasn't really panned out so far early on in his career. Mickey also addressed that and said that you know they didn't really do him any favors by putting him out there um, after kind of he redshirted his rookie season. They threw him out as a starter in year two instantly without much kind of an offseason to train and get ready for it. So what are your thoughts on this offensive line kind of overlook heading into the offseason? Well, yeah, it's the biggest question mark on the roster for me right now in terms of what do they do? Do they bring back Pete? Actually, James Hurst is under contract for next season. We asked him in the locker room because uh, I know on spot track it says um, that his contract voids, but it doesn't. He said he's under contract. So um, I think that's a that's good development good for him. Yeah, I thought he was uh, solid for them. So, you know, the, the tackle spots, though, I mean, even – even if Ryan Ranchup is able to resume his career, he seemed pretty certain that he needed the least surgery um, when we talked to him last in the locker room near the end of the season. So, you know, you're looking at least probably a multi-month recovery process, let alone that this is a, a you know, a, a nagging issue that he's dealt with for years and it got to the point where it was so painful he couldn't play. So I don't know what's going to happen with Ramchuk, but yeah, the, the two tackle spots, you know, they have a, a mid-round pick in the – or the, like their first round pick falls in the teens. It's hard not to think that an offensive lineman um, would be the direction that they look at first and foremost. Talking with Saints beat writer Matthew Paris of the Times, picking you and an advocate. I know uh, one of the articles you recently put out was talking about Marshawn Lattimore's future uh, with this team. Do you think a trade really could be possible with one of the top corners in the NFL? Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, it, it really depends. I think what the market is and the, the cost benefit of it really. Is it, is it worth trading away? Arguably your best player, a four time pro bowler, you know, now he hasn't been on the field available the, much of the last two seasons. He's missed the combined 17 games. Um, but you've got to determine if you're the saints, how, how much of that is now he's just injury prone or is it weird like weird situations, you know, an ankle can happen to everyone. A lacerated kidney is a pretty rare injury. Right. Um, it's just, you know, I think if you're the Saints, it's positive that Paulson Adebo took the step forward that he did if you wanted to cut bait with Lattimore. But also, it's still pretty expensive to get rid of him, even if they trade him after June 2nd. You know, it, the cap's a little bit more manageable, but you're splitting $35 million across two years. So it's just stuff they all have to weigh. Yeah, you mentioned Paulson Adebo, and to me, obviously, a guy like Elante Taylor could also play outside, just because I think that whole experiment of him being the nickel guy, just they got to cut bait with that. It just wasn't working. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they cut bait with it near the end of the season. <laughs> I mean, he got benched twice. Now, to his credit, he responded in both those situations by getting uh, an interception in each after each time he was benched, but uh, the last game, he was uh, moved to the outside because I got him... Um, suffered a concussion so uh, I do think they at least need a nickel corner even if Lattimore stays I know he's done that in the past a little bit depending on the matchup but that's a spot uh, I think they would like to upgrade as well uh, looking at the team on the defensive line, Matt, uh, obviously a down year for Cam Jordan. We basically heard the guy was playing on one leg and hoping, uh, obviously, he can return to his play coming up next season, but obviously a guy that's getting up there in age. It is. Yeah, he is. I mean, 
uh, if you're looking at the positive of things he's done well, I think he's still an excellent run defender, but he makes a lot of money for uh, a guy that you expect to get sacks. Now, I thought it was interesting if you look at some of his advanced numbers, the pressures prior to that ankle injury, he was actually on pace for a better year than most people thought he was affecting the quarterback, at least according to pro football focuses analysis. But uh, it, it is something that I think petered out as the year went on and you have to look at that situation as well, I think. And is this just, you know, this is a guy who's always battled through pain, but as he gets older, does the tolerance go down? Can he not um, perform as well or, or see the field as well as he used to just because it's harder to recover from injuries when you're in your mid-30s versus when you're in your 20s? Uh, the play of the tight ends, Matthew, I mean, Jawan Johnson was extended in the offseason. Kind of, he took a step last year. He was kind of expected to take another step this past uh, season. But he also dealt with some injuries early on. He kind of came on a little bit late, had that great game against the Bucks. Uh, but your expectations for him ahead of next year, and then also that position in general, uh, if the Saints are going to spend potentially a premier draft position on tight end. Yeah, I could see it uh, in terms of if they wanted to add to that position. You know, they didn't get a lot of out of Foster Moreau. Jimmy Graham was kind of an interesting experiment of bringing him back. He was effective when used, but he wasn't used very much. Um, I think kind of how they saw that kind of told, spoke volumes in terms of not really trusting him to be out there consistently. Um, but as far as Juwan Johnson, yeah, I thought he um, played a lot better as the season went on. He also dealt with an injury. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I think that hampered him a little bit. But that's kind of the, the one of the surprising things of when coming to this beat of the first year is, you know, you get there midseason and, and you kind of hear from everyone else and you ask questions about certain players. And, you know, everyone knows that uh, Juwan Johnson was a training camp star. And I was a little bit surprised by that just based on kind of the first few games. But he started to show it um, the last few games, that Tampa game especially, I think if he can build on that, then, yeah, I think he's a solid tight end option. But I wouldn't blame the Saints if they wanted to look elsewhere or at least add talent to that position as well. Curious what your thoughts were. Obviously, the uh, P. Carmichael uh, losing his job along with some other assistants. Uh, we also saw Joel Thomas leave for the New York Giants. But still, Doug Marone sticking around as the offensive line coach. Uh, the team doesn't seem to be making a move there. And to me, that was one of the huge areas, obviously, that needs improvement on this squad. And just the lack of development of Trevor Penning seemed pretty damning. Yeah, it was. I mean, you heard Mickey Loomis to shoot down retirement rumors. <laughs> that was kind of the buzz going around of whether he would, you know, quote unquote, step into retirement. But, uh, I, you know, we we asked Mickey Loomis whether that these would be the final, like, were they done with staff changes? And he kind of left it open-ended. And I think the big thing for me in this question, or in this offensive coordinator search, is how much authority is this offensive coordinator going to have? Like, right. when, um, going back to my old beat, when Washington hired Eric Bieniemy, um last offseason, they made some staff changes. And actually, one of them was um, John Maskell kind of retired, was shown out the door. Um when the enemy got there and that was kind of, you know, a month after, um, you know, the enemy was hired. So uh, I wonder if this new coordinator will look to bring his own guys, especially if there is a scheme change, but right now if they do keep this. I, I mean, right now, Doug Marone has a job and thank you. So Matt, last year, uh, this, the start of the season, were you here for training camp at all? 
No, no. I, I joined uh, the Bears game midway through the season. Gotcha. So coming up uh, for this summertime in the heat, uh, I'm sure you've heard a lot from every other beat reporter uh, talking about this, but you think you're ready to swelter out there? It's going to be like 109 heat index. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I could use it to be a little warmer. I mean, I'm <laughs> no, for sure right now, right. I grew up, but, uh, you know, it's, it's an area of two extremes. But, uh, yeah, I – I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I hope there's a, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I'll have to bring that. I'll have to get one of those like Stanley Cup, uh, you know, water bottles that are all on demand right now. There go you go. One at Target or something. Right. Only the strong survive out there. Appreciate your time, Matthew. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the first time getting to talk to you and be talking to you soon, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was Matthew Paris, uh, Saints beat reporter for the Times, picking you and an advocate. You can definitely go check out his work there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.